What is up, Nerds Nation? Welcome back to the FN Nerds Podcast. My name is Nick Denizio. Sitting across from me is Martin Moreno. How we doing, bro? Doing good. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, lots to talk about this episode. Um, but before we really get into all that good stuff, um, I want to just make mention real quick. Uh, Bruce Willis last week was diagnosed with dementia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had to retire from acting last year. I forget what he initially had, but it caused him to basically, like, lose his speech. Now it's now he has dementia. And, uh, and yeah, it really sucks. Like, Bruce Willis was one of my favorite actors growing up. For the longest time, he was, like, my favorite actor. And, you know, people our age, growing up during that time, so many movies of his was, you know, at the forefront of movies that we watched. Uh, you know, so it just sucks. It just sucks to see that, you know, because, like, he was, he was definitely a really big influence on me. Why I love movies so much. So I just wanted to... Make mention to that and uh, yeah, hope what a great action hero. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, it is. It's tough to see. Hopefully, he gets better soon. And, you know, just all the best, sending all the good vibes his way. Well, that's what's that's the the shitty part of it. There's no there's no coming back. That's it. Well, still yeah. sending some good vibes his way. <laughs> I also want to say something real quick, and I was gonna say this. I know we had a little discussion this morning, mm-hmm. but I planned on saying this. I swear, okay. planned on saying this even before our discussion. Okay. Um, and that is, I just want to give a shout out to you for, you know, pretty much keeping this pod afloat. Uh, if anyone's, I don't know what the numbers are. I don't look at that stuff, but I know that some people have been listening. I've been hearing some people, you know, kind of just like messaging me and be like, Hey, yeah. enjoy the episodes. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's, you know, that's great. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for Nick, it wouldn't be happening. Cause I think pretty much, um, I'm like Steven Stills from Scott Pilgrim vs. the world. <laughs> The I'm, talent. The, I'm the talent. You're the talent. Yeah, yeah. I just come in, I do my part, <laughs> I get my check, and I go home. That's right. it. Nick pretty much does uh, the rest. So, thanks, bro, for keeping the pot afloat. Um, and once my schedule dies down a little bit, your uh, fucking job, my job, you know, I'm, I'm just a fucking big shot. I know. What do you big, want you're from a big me? Shot, bro, you know? yeah. Once I fend off, because I told you, bro, Spotify, Apple, they've all been messaging they, they've been me. They've been coming at you, man. I know, I've been I know. trying to like negotiate them, trying to be like, no, 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 but. There's some like legal stuff I got to figure out. Yeah. So once that gets all squared away and I have a little bit more time, I can definitely help out. With yeah. Some, some oh, more stuff. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And you know, like when we, we started this podcast, like the whole reason of wanting to do it was to work with you, collaborate with you on this stuff. And obviously mm-hmm. like when we first met, this is where we sort of bonded over was this kind of shit. So, you know, right. it's always, it's always a good thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, all right, man, let's, let's, uh, let's jump in here, dude. Uh, picking up from last week's uh, Super Bowl talk, we got a ton of trailers during the big game. Uh, we saw sneaks from Fast X, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Transformers Rise of the Beast, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, Air. I told you about Air, bro. The Air trailer dropped. I went to Martin. I said, bro, Ben Affleck's back. And he goes, what are you talking about? And I said, Ben Affleck, he's got a new movie. He directed. And you're like, I don't care. You give me the, the I, 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 I don't give a shit. Yeah, because Nick is the type of person who, like, if there's a movie, if some guy directed a movie he likes from, like, 1997, he's still, like, he's You're the loyal. fucking definition of what have you done for me lately, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're you're not, though. Bro, can we you're, not? We can't discount. You're, like, loyal. You're, like, oh, I'll be like, oh, this guy did this movie. You're like, bro, I don't care. He did like two other trash movies. Yeah, but that movie he did in 97 was good. I'm like, I don't care from 97. <laughs> what have you done for me now? What have you done for me lately, dog? Hollywood is cutthroat. Bro, he's he's three for four, all right? That's that's pretty fucking good. Sure. I'm just saying, he's three for four. Finally, his new movie coming out, Air, about Nike pursuing Jordan, all that good stuff. Wait, he, did he do Way Back? He didn't do Way Back, right? He didn't do the Way Back. Okay, no, right, right, he didn't right. do it. But, uh, but yeah, man. You saw a tr- you saw a little sneak for it. You got, a little, you, got you got a little excited. Huh? I don't know, huh? man. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know, I don't know why I'm so pessimistic. I just <laughs> look. I love Batfleck, but I just don't know if the dude's in like the right state of mind right now. I feel like he's just got a lot going on. <laughs> you know, every about time him I, at the, uh, every at, time at I the see Grammys. him, he just looks exhausted. 
<laughs> he looks like he's had a rough couple Dude, of years. Dude, even in that Duncan commercial, like he's got bags under his eyes and yeah, shit. Yeah, like, he Damn, looks bro. like he's barely holding it together. <laughs> um, and now you're dating, now you're married, excuse me. You're married to one of the biggest stars on the planet. There's just, I'm sure, so much more kind of comes your way. I yeah. don't know. It's, I don't know. We'll see. Dude, bro, the the, th- the shit of him at the Grammys, like, like the dude's a walking meme. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter where he goes, he's getting nabbed left and right. And when he was, like, at the NBA, uh, when he was at the All-Star Weekend. Yeah, and he was oh, doing, like, the calling. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was, like, just talking about the NBA. I'm like, bro, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm like, are you alive right now? Yeah. Like, someone Run. get this guy some Duncan. Dude, he's running on autopilot. That's what's he's running on, on Duncan. He's running on Duncan. That's what he's yeah. running on. Ben Affleck like, does run on Duncan. Which, I mean, I get it. I've done that before. I've run on a couple uh, couple Joes. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, well, I'm excited, bro. Your boy's excited. I can't wait for air. Great cast. Shit. Ben Affleck's directing it. Hopefully, it's a nice comeback. And uh, we'll see what happens, we'll man. We'll see what happens. Yeah. It's a nice premise. But speaking of Batfleck, the big thing that we were waiting for, the big trailer that we wanted was The Flash. And... For me, obviously, there's so much controversy for this. This movie had directors come and go. You have Ezra doing the Ezra things. You know, we I don't want to get into all that. But I think that this trailer had to hit at the mm-hmm. bare minimum. I know there's going to be people out there who are still not going to support it because of Ezra. But for everybody else, I think at the bare minimum, this had to be an amazing trailer to get everyone super excited for it. And it was amazing. What's happening? You change the future. And you change the past. What did you do? Want some help? You're, you are, you're. Yeah. I'm Batman. It, it was, delivered. It was it for so. Def, it was for so sure fucking good, man. Delivered. Yeah. Um. I know there's a lot of talk about this movie being one of the best superhero movies ever made, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of on board. I don't know what it is, but this movie to me, there's a lot of moving parts, but all the moving parts to me seem very interesting. Mm-hmm. We got the runtime right. It's a long film. I uh, we haven't gotten the runtime. We have okay. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be at least two and a half. Okay. If I had to yeah. take this wild guess. Yeah. So, like I said, there's a lot of moving parts here. All of them seem very interesting to me. Uh, we can almost assume that we're going to kick off the film with the Baff-like sequence of yes, him 100%. chasing down with Barry kind of helping him out and mm-hmm. them having that little sort of heart-to-heart. Right. Um, for any of those who know the Flashpoint paradox storyline, which was a storyline that was loosely adapted in the show, in the in the Flash TV oh, the Flash series show, for yeah, CW, yeah, yeah. is when Flash pretty much goes back in time to save his mom and alters a timeline. That's a story that pretty much rebooted the comics. That's pretty much what launched into New 52. So it's a very important story. It's a very exciting story written by Jeff Johns. Um, and I believe Andy Cover was the artist on there, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it looks like they're clearly adapting. There, it's like this film is going to be a sort of a loose adaptation. Right. It's of almost that like story. This, the skeleton's kind of there. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Like, for example, in the story, um, Superman doesn't crash into Kansas. He crashes into like a military base mm-hmm. and they pretty much keep him locked up forever, drain him of his power by keeping him away from the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, that sequence that we get in the trailer where it's really neat camera work of like Keaton moving his hand to reveal a car in the sky, right. charging up with all the sun rays and just taking everyone out. To me, it looked incredible. I, as exciting as it is to see Keaton, 
it's still a little questionable seeing this geriatric ass Batman stooping down and taking people out, but it's still awesome. It's, it's still, awesome. It, it's yeah. very questionable, yeah. but it it's is. still fun to see. It's fun to see Keaton again in the um, bat suit. It's fun to see the Batmobile, like the fucking amazing Batmobile. See the Batwing. To hear the score. To hear the score. Yeah. That amazing Elfman score. Yep. That it's like probably one of the, we we spoken about um, scores recently. How iconic and incredible that score is, and it's just like. It's so funny, too, because when we think of, like, the Burton Batman films, there's, like, uh, whether it's, like, the sort of gothic, baroque, there's also, like, a very, like, brutal, I'm, I'm kind of talking architecture terms here, but also in terms of, like, design aesthetics, there's a kind of, like, a lot of stone, a lot of metal. Right. When you see Bruce in the Batwing, it looks like he's sitting on a fucking steel cage. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to get too into it, but, like, the shot of the berries inside the Batwing, it's like a metal seat. Right. It's pretty much in line with that sort of Tim Burton aesthetic mm-hmm. that yep. was um, that was created back in the uh, early 90s. So, like I said, a lot of moving parts between Baffleck, between Barry, between everything that's going General on. General Zod. General Zod. Yeah. Like, can, like, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. I know, and I think it's going to be a great film. Yeah, I do too, man. Uh, you know, and then just other, like, random observations as, as you're watching this trailer. With Batfleck, he's wearing a blue cape and cowl with his gray suit, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. We're finally going to see the blue and gray in, integrated here. And then I'm also with you on Batfleck. Like, this is going to be the send off for him. We know that he's not going to come back, so we're going to get him in a nice little action sequence in the beginning. He'll have one nice scene with Barry before Barry goes back in time, and then once he goes, that's kind of it. Uh, and then yeah, bro, like seeing Keaton again, and you could tell that it, you know the movie's about the Flash, so obviously like they're they're doing a lot to do damage control with Ezra, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. is that even though he's his featured heavily here, everyone was talking about Keaton after this trailer dropped and because they showcase him very heavily. And yeah, man, it's, it's, it's really exciting. It's also, like you said, like it's weird to see geriatric Michael Keaton, you know, doing that kind of stuff, but he's not geriatric. I know but, he's not, but, I'm, but, I'm, but, but it's, me fu- that's it's funny that you said that old though, ass yeah. man is fucking stooping down in that costume. Like the second he stooped down in re- reality, he would have thrown out his back. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, in this movie, we're talking about fucking aliens and shit. So exactly. I guess and we're also talking about fucking Batman, yeah, bro. It's fucking, fucking Batman. You know why? Because you're Batman. Because I'm Batman. Suspend disbelief. Is yeah, that right? That's I don't know yeah, English, yeah. I'm for language, but, um, but yeah, it just oof. Fucking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it gives you chills, especially when you hear that that music. But I, I think the uh, probably like one of the more like off putting things about it though is that we've never like even when Keaton was young, we never saw his Batman move like that. Right. Like so, really it, kick it's, ass. It's, it's weird to see that. Like it's just a weird dynamic to get used to. But it's still exciting. And you see like awesome, thing, like like, we said, like I said, the Batmobile and stuff. Like we're seeing like the old school battering. It's so yeah. much fun to see being in the cave, seeing right. the mansion again. Oh, so much fun. You know, but, and then uh, it's also like a little depressing to know that like Alfred's not there anymore. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're gonna yeah, touch they're gonna up. Go I'm into sure that. they're gonna touch well, on that. Because when we because like. We, you know, we had we had the full trailer because also this had, is the Burton verse. It is right? the Burton verse. We're right. in Burton's world. So, so in yeah. at some point in this world, this Keaton, that this this Batman that we're seeing, you know, at some point, you know, he had Vicky, he had Selena, he right. had all these people. All the this, ones that all we the, know, all that history is there, and like right. that, that's one of the things that excites me is. is if they're going to touch on like what he's been doing in that time since returns. I don't know because just the voiceover, not only from this trailer, but the voiceover that we got in the teaser, like from, from like two, three years ago. You can go anywhere. Another timeline, another universe. So why do you want to stay and fight to save this one? This is the world where my mom lives. I'm not gonna lose her again. 
there's just something about Keaton's dialogue. This is like to me, it's like so moving. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm really excited to see those sort of one-on-one moments with Barry to to like kind of just see him. I don't know how long he's been out of business as Batman. Right. You know, like we don't really know. I guess we'll find out in the film. But just him being a sort of like older senior veteran right almost like guide or like mentor sort mm-hmm. of thing you know so i'm really excited to see um his dynamic with barry yeah in in the flashpoint story as oh outlook outlook as some people would know um barry messes up the timeline trying to save his mom and it's bruce who gets killed in the alley not um his parents not his parents right right so by that happening in this universe that barry created his dad becomes Batman, and his mom loses her mind and becomes the becomes Joker. Becomes the Joker, right? Right. So the Batman that we're following in Flashpoint Paradox is Thomas Wayne. It's uh, Bruce's dad. So clearly, Keaton's gonna play this sort of Thomas Wayne figure, and and I guess fill in those shoes. But yeah, like even seeing the moments of like recreating the accident with the lightning and everything. Right. Right. There's just so much about this trailer that I really love, and I can't like I I am so excited for this film. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna hit. I think it has to hit. And like we said, it's pretty much gonna be the, like the launching point. So, of the, yeah, the, the unofficial like kickoff. Yeah, to we the DCU, we assume yeah. that once this movie's all over, he's gonna come back, like we said before, and that'll be like the new sort of universe that that, that James Gunn is is now creating. But it's fucking interesting too, dude. Like, why? It, it, not to like be. It's gonna be bittersweet. It's gonna be very bittersweet, dude. I'm gonna not just that, but I'm gonna see like we're gonna see a Man of Steel sequence. But, like, it, this movie's clearly so tied into the Man of Steel lore, whatever you want to call right. it, but we're getting rid of all that. Exactly. It's like, yeah. it, I just... It, it, no, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, dude. I'm, I'm with you. There's an underlayer to this that sucks. It yeah. just does. There's no way to say it. It sucks. But exciting to see Zod again. Yeah, it's it's very exciting to see Zod mm-hmm. again. And then exciting to see how what's kind of... Maybe in this world he came looking for Kara, not for Clark. Um. So who knows? We'll see. But the one more thing that I did want to mention is even though we're praising this and saying all these amazing things, you know, to be critical, some of the CG wasn't great. In it, this, it wasn't. I mean, like in this trailer. I, I would say that it looked better than I expected it to in terms of, you know, like what you normally get for for trailers. Cause like a lot of times in trailers, like sometimes CG is like temporary. But here's my thing. This movie's been in production for over two years. It has. There's no excuse as to why the CG should look like it was literally just being done. Unless but, unless, unless it's an older trailer. No. I'm going to say because this movie has been reworked so fucking so much. many. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, I'm sure so much things have been reworked. Yeah. So much things have been redone to add more context to the new universe, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of just help really springboard this new universe. So, look, I'm sure the movie was hacked up and reworked a bunch of times. We know for a fact Aquaman was. Right. So, yeah. Like I said, I think they should have enough time to polish it up. I think I'm, I'm hoping it'll be in yeah. good hands. And, um, and yeah, like like we said before, I kind of trust Muschietti. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very competent director, and I kind of trust him to uh, to deliver a good film. Yeah, and no, I agree, man. And, and and you know, it's like you said before. You know, going off of what James Gunn said, with this potentially being one of the best superhero films ever made, apparently it's a massive win for DC, which they DC always needs a win. It always feels like DC needs to win, but you know, hopefully it does live up to all that hype. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are excited about it, which is which is good. And uh, yeah, man, come June, I, I can't wait for this one, man. This is this is definitely shot to like close to the top of like my mo- most anticipated like summer films. Me too. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Let's move on. We're gonna get into a bit of a spoiler section for the next things that we're gonna talk about. Uh, we saw Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. You're an interesting man, Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. 
You have a daughter, but you've lost a lot of time, like me. Who are you? I'm the man who can give you more time. Do we have to get into a spoiler? Because I'm good with just giving like a general review. If, if you want to. I mean, we don't have to dip too far into I don't spoilers, have to, but, yeah. but I have some like complaints about the movie that might dip into spoiler territory. So just in case that happens. Sure. I mean, I'll say this. Um, it's getting trashed by the critics. Well, I don't want to say trash. It's a kind of... That's a. Well, it's not being received well. It's currently tied with the lowest Marvel. It's currently tied with uh, Eternals. They're both at like forty seven percent. I don't think it's nowhere near as bad. I don't, think it's, I don't think so. Yeah, either. Eternals is such a fucking mess of a film and, and such a flat film. And the fact that Love and Thunder is like is higher than. So it. here's my thing. Okay, what's your thing? Here's my thing. Go ahead. I don't because I know people are saying like, oh, oh my god, the MCU Ron score is there superhero fatigue? I don't think there's superhero fatigue. However, however, I do think. I think critics are no longer going to give Marvel a pass. I don't think so either. I think they're done with that shit. And yep. because there's just been so much content in the last couple of years between the shows, between the films. And as a critic, you have to watch this because that's your bread and butter. You have to review this shit. Right. And if you're constantly sitting through like, okay, some fun moments with like just obnoxious humor and nothing, everything is kind of like la di la, just happening. Yeah, yeah, you know, like at, at what point are you tired? Right. You know, because I did see an art. I can't remember who wrote the article, but but like, I think it was IGN actually or Screen Rant. I don't know. Who cares? Who fucking cares? <laughs> but um, they were pointing it out of how like you had some. They were showing reviews from like critics who were quote unquote like Marvel fan boys, Marvel fan girls who were like praising these films, and all of a sudden for this one. They were just like they were going at it. They were going at yeah, it. Yeah, and they just were yeah. just like not yeah, fucking yeah. caring. So I think they're I think their point they're at the point where they're maybe a little exhausted. Mm -hmm. And they're like, look, if you're gonna make me sit through so much of your fucking content, at least make it good. Right. Because I'm not gonna give you the pass anymore. Well, I mean, oh here, keep going. No, no, that's okay. that's just I guess this is sort of my uh my springboard. The springboard into it, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think the uh I think the thing with me is that we just went through phase four, right? All right, we, we got off of Endgame. Endgame was Infinity War and Endgame were the high point for the MCU, mm -hmm. you know. And we we just and now we're we're still dealing with the fallout from Endgame. You know, we finally caught up with Ant Man and Wasp. We're still dealing with you know what happened to those characters in Endgames up until this point. But we just got through phase four, and so much happened in phase four, and also nothing happened in phase four. I mean, phase four was a lot of introducing new characters, getting us right. up to speed on like the new Avengers, who's going to come in to, you know, take over once, you know, that we lost Iron Man, we lost Cap. We don't know how many more movies we have with Thor, you know, so it's like a lot of the old heads are leaving, new guys are coming in. So that was a big part of it. And I understand that. But now that we're in phase five and we just sat through Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, and I would argue that what where we start in the beginning is the same fucking place we start at the very end. What do you mean? In terms of like where where we are with Scott and the Ant Man family, mm -hmm. by the time we get to the oh, end, yeah, yeah. they're in the same fucking spot. There's no it's, sort it's, of like dynamic shift. It's, or anything. it's almost like everything happened and nothing happened in and, the film. And when you get into the third film, right, with this Ant Man character, you know, we got to flesh out this Ant Man. Got to flesh him out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Put your feet up. Get more tattoos. Finish rounding out this Ant Man character. But when you get to this third film, man, some drastic shit has to happen. Look at what we just did with No Way Home, right? Look at where Peter went what he went through, where he is at the fucking end of that movie. Now we're here and it's like, it's still He's heartbroken. But it's still Scott Lang. And it's, and like, he's, it's, he's, I feel like he's gone through no major change. And that's where like, if we want to just dip into spoilers just real quick, 
when we get to that ending and he's fighting Kang, something has to happen there. Whether Scott dies, whether Hope dies, whether you know Scott doesn't make it back and he's stuck there with Kang, whether oh Hope, whether Hope and Scott are trapped there, Hope and Scott are trapped Spoiler there. Alert. I mean, you know, like the Scott being trapped there might be a little redundant because that's what happened from you know Endgame, mm-hmm. so that might be a little bit like repetitive. But like, if I can armchair scream right real quick, like I almost thought that like Hope should have like thrown Scott through. She gets stuck there with Kang, and then Kang like forces her because she's like as brilliant well, as her I mom. I was saying, I thought um, oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah, like you know, to force I her thought, to help him get like out. Like I was there. saying, I thought Hope was gonna die. Yeah, that was my theory. And right. then when she came back, I'm like, oh, this, this, is, this it. is it. This is it. This is it. I was waiting for like a um, I was waiting for like a like a Toby and Tom Holland moment. You know, like when they're just kind of like facing each mm-hmm. other and like the stab. Yeah, I was waiting when like Scott like and, that to happen. Yeah, I was waiting for that. But I said this going into this film i just wanted some sort of fucking levity i want some sort of stakes and there oh, are n- bro i don't mean to throw you <laughs> and there are none i don't mean to throw you off <laughs> there aren't any what is so, this what am i paying all this fucking money for I'm, I'm going to a new york movie theater it's like 30 bucks it is 30 bucks dude. give me some fucking stakes medium rare some, with a little side of levity so, all right so you keep saying that word levity mm-hmm. you keep using the word i don't think it means what you think it means by the fucking off chance, I was listening to the Last of Us podcast today. Mm-hmm. Levity actually means fun. Really? Yes. Is that true? That's very. Because I, well, I had to English, look it up. English is not. I know it's not your first language, but I looked up. I because I because like uh, Craig Mazin was talking about like you know ha- adding levity, and I was like, wait a minute, like he's meaning that in like a lighter term. Like, does, does levity actually mean like fun and light and lighthearted? And I looked it up, and I was like, holy shit! <laughs> oh, humor or friv- frivolity. Especially with the treatment of a serious matter with humor or in a manner of lacking due respect. <laughs> oh, shit. So the MCU is full of levity. <laughs> so full of levity. So I guess, damn, and they listen to us. Yeah. So they're only doing what we want. Right. So I guess it's my fault. You fucked up, dude. Damn it. You fucked up. Fuck. See? Oh, shit. I guess I'll take that L. <laughs> Whatever the opposite of levity is. Right. Actually, let's Google that. What is, this, what what is the antonym the of antonym levity? The antonym of levity? Ant. Ants. <laughs> Seriousness. <laughs> I want some seriousness. I want some fucking seriousness. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, I want some more seriousness like in the MC. Like that's just, that's just my thing. I want some seriousness. I want there to be some fucking stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if we want to do some quick spoiler, stay on it. Like to me, like, yeah, someone had to die. I feel like yeah. there just had to be some sort of death. Not because like, oh, we just got to kill people. But like, let's really show how serious Kang is. Yes. You know, like, let's really hammer home. Because when Thanos comes on screen, he kills Loki. He kills all the fucking Asgardians. Like, I said this before, you know, for any of our... Because I know we have, like, seven loyal listeners. I think we're up to, like, eight or nine. Yeah. Um. There's only one time in movie-going history where I didn't finish my fucking snacks. That was in Infinity War. Yeah. Because my balls were in my fucking throat <laughs> after that opening. <laughs> I was just like munching away as it opened and I was just like, I was like, oh my God. And it was like, there was so much seriousness going on that my, my jaw was like on the floor and then Loki died. So I was like, oh, and I was just like shook the whole time. And then I just like, I couldn't move. Popcorn were stuck there. The I, was like, I don't know what to there. do with my hands. I was just like fucking frozen the whole time. And then that ending is like a fucking gut oh, punch, yeah, you know? And I'm not saying you have to do that right off the bat, but if we're going to introduce Kang as this big bat and we've been teasing him since Loki, mm-hmm. like, I think it's time really to like, like, look, I'm not saying Jonathan Majors wasn't great or threatening or imposing because I think he was. Yeah. But we, I, there had to be. It like, wasn't it enough. It wasn't. It wasn't. And I think, look, I understand Marvel, your your jokes, your humor. I think it really got amplified with um, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. 
once Ragnarok came out and it was a huge hit. And because after that was like Infinity War. Right. And game. And it was like everything after that, I guess I think everything before that you had like the Guardians, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe not so much, but I definitely think Ragnarok like sort of amplified the sort of silliness and campiness. It did because I, w- I would argue Ragnarok is, is, a, is a comedy. Ragnarok. Yeah, it, it really is. But a when you think of like volume two, mm-hmm. like that's also very over the top, and it's also like a lot of jokes. It, it is very over the top. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I'm I'm just I'm over it. I'm fucking over it. Not everything has to be a joke. Not everything has to be humor. Like I'm so done with that shit. Let's mm-hmm. add some seriousness in here. Let's add some stakes, and let's just like let's just step away from that. Because trust me, people want to see that. Yeah. Like tr- like I understand you want to be like friendly and everything, but. It's time to get dark. Well, I also don't know like where, like why, like how did Marvel like lose their balls? You know what I mean? Like it, it just feel like that, that that they're doing so much showing or no, they're doing so much telling and not showing. It's like, you know, when I go back to Love and Thunder, it's like we kept hearing about how Gore killed all these gods, but we never saw it. And mm-hmm. then here it's like, we hear about how evil Kang is. And the only time we really see it is when, you know, Janet is having like that little flashback sequence with him. But, you know, and you talked about there was a great moment where uh, Kang and Scott are sort of facing off and Cassie's like stuck behind the, you know, she's in the, she's in jail and Kang like basically like manipulates her. And like, he basically says that I can make you watch me kill her over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it. Like, show me, like, like make Scott see it a couple times. Murder and let's Cassie. Get going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like pro murder Cassie. Well, nothing against her, bro. Like not in general, but like in that sequence. Yeah. Like snap her fucking neck. Know, bro. Show me how serious you are, mm-hmm. and then like bring her right back and be like, "Oh look, I'm just kidding. I didn't kill her." But wait, boom, kill her again. again. <laughs> you want to fuck with me? <laughs> like, come on, like, come on. Like, I'm just like begging Marvel. Like, come on, dude. Like, let's get some. Let's get fucking serious here. But this kind of goes back to what I was saying before. What I've said many times, where it's this is the double-edged sword, because on both ends you have Feige, who is like, "Look, we're an established brand." I'm going to let these people do what they want. Mm-hmm. I trust these people. I'm going to let them do their thing. I'm going to give them full control, full create, full creativity, and let them do what they want. No matter what you think of She-Hulk, there are people who genuinely think it's the best thing in the MCU. Which is insane. And that's all... I'm sorry, that's insane, Kate Corio's? I'm not really sure. I think it's Kate Corio, yeah. Yeah, like, that's all... That's her baby. Right. You know, so Feige literally gave, her her ba- gave it to her, and then she just did whatever she wanted. And, like, some moments were great, some were not. But, like... Literally, even like even like Simon Pegg, the Simon Pegg interview kills me. Like Simon Pegg was talking about how like he was like, oh, I think She Hulk is the best thing Marvel's ever yeah. done. And then he shot his he shot his shot at um I'm fucking Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, it's like it's it's baffling. You know, yeah. but so it's like okay, it might not work for others, but it's working for some. Mm-hmm. I think they're now going to when you look at the movies because I liked Wakanda Forever. I did. But I wasn't crazy about it. Mm-hmm. I still haven't rewatched it. Me and I think I think that says something. It's also one thing where it's like I've wanted to, but it's like anytime I have that opportunity, I'm like, oh, I'll watch something else. Yeah, and I know? think that says yeah. something, yeah. you know. Um L- Doctor Strange, I've rewatched many times. I've mm-hmm. I've enjoyed that film. But it's like we're starting to get to that point where like the, the track record is getting a little scratchy here. And I think he's gonna start noticing, like, all right, maybe I should go back to those earlier days when I was kind of monitoring stuff and I was really kind of seeing things go out the door i was really watching things before they went out the door mm-hmm. because i joke about the the amy pascal interview yeah, yeah when you had kevin feige's face he's got that like really awkward smile right. i'm sure he's watching some of these things with this awkward smile and he's like and he's like uh, okay yeah 
<laughs> sure, go ahead. I trust you. Right. I trust you. Go ahead. And at the, at the end of the day, we're not going to lose money. So go ahead. And that's the big thing here. We can complain about Marvel. We can say all this shit. At the end of the day, when we see fucking Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, when we see Tom Holland Spider-Man fighting next to Daredevil, when we see Tom Holland Spider-Man fighting Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin, right? It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't <laughs> because we're just gonna be there like little babies at the screen, just like crying, weeping, and being like, "It's fine, right? It's fine." The fucking MCU is the best <laughs> thing ever. But come on, like let's let's get it together. Well, and, you know, and here's the thing, man. It's it's at what point do you start to worry? You know what I mean? Because because we're we're now at a point where, you know, even though like I'm with you, like I really did enjoy Doctor Strange, a lot of people do not like Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. But there was also a lot of political reasons as to why mean, people Yeah, I, I would agree with that too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you've had I would argue phase 4 is more missed than than hit. For sure. I, I you know because when you factor all the TV time, shows Phase and, 4 has like arguably the best MCU movie. It does. With No Way Home. And also Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi's top five for sure. Yeah. You like, hear like, that, Chris? Like, Motherfucker. Yes. Top five. <laughs> like to me, I, I think I think Shang-Chi might be, I think I like my I think I like it better than No Way Home. I, really? I think I like Shang-Chi better than No bro, Way Home. Bro, I know I'm Asian. You don't have to satisfy me. I'm not trying to satisfy you. And I'm not trying to like pander or anything like that. I'm telling you, bro, the the relationship between the the father and the son, like that shit gets me. And I just feel like it's done so well. And I think just the, the thing I love about Shang-Chi is it's a great standalone MCU movie. It's not concerned with like Quantum Media is all about setting up Phase Five. That's the, that to me is the but biggest thing. But it didn't. For it. it didn't even. That's what I mean. That was it, his it, job. That was his fucking job, and he didn't do his fucking job. Do your fucking job. It didn't set up Phase Five at all. I don't think so. Um, and it's such a shame too because I was like looking forward to it because I thought Peyton Reed. I was Peyton Reed got me excited from Star Wars, which he literally just took everything he did on Star Wars and he implied it. He, he walked had, off Mandalorian and said, "Fuck that! I'm making more Star I'm Wars." I'm watching. Like, is this <laughs> fucking Star Wars? Like, it, it, it's crazy. Here's the one thing I will say though: I don't think the story was bad. I don't, I don't think so either. I think I think it's execution. Yes, was I rough. think the execution was rough. I think some of the writing wasn't great. And mm -hmm. again, it was written by Jeff Jeff Loveness, who is a great comic book writer. And it goes to show what we always say: like just because you're a great comic book writer doesn't mean you're a great screenwriter. Right. And this dude's apparently writing one of the Avengers films, which uh -huh. makes me a little I worried. Think he's making. I think he's writing Kang Dynasty. So hopefully, you know, we can get people on here to kind of help out. But yeah, I don't think the story at all was bad. I kind of. I thought it was a solid story, but I just like like you said, script and execution kind mm -hmm. of falls apart a little bit. Well, and because also like there were moments where I think I told you this, I was sitting there watching it, and I'm like, holy shit, like we're in phase five right now. Like when Kang and when Kang and Scott are like going at it, like mm -hmm. when they're having just having a conversation, which was a great scene. I'm like I'm excited, and when Janet's having that whole flashback sequence with Kang and how she like nursed him back to health and she helped him, and it was great, and it was great. I was like, this is this all is the moments between man. all the flashback moments between Janet. Um, also, man, shout out to Michelle Pfeiffer. Fucking crushed it. Yeah, like I'm they, glad they, they gave her a bigger they, role. They gave her a nice big Which role Which goes here. back to Flash. I'm like, bro, let's bring her back to Selena. Oh, I, I want her in that movie Come so on. Bad. I want her in that Come movie. Come on. Oh. Let's get a little, she still got it. Let's get a little happy. Uh, let's get a little happy ending between uh, you know Selena and Bruce and just bring him back. Yeah, man. Give it to me. Just fucking right in here. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I thought there were some moments in Ant-Man which were like, good, which are great. Right. Which I was really sucked in. Um, our boy Bill Pope shot it. Um, yeah, sometimes it was great. I thought the visuals, honestly, I thought the visuals were really good. Yeah, like um, the, the whole like design of like the the quantum realm. Each section they went to was really cool. Yeah, like, the a lot, CG, lot of interesting stuff. CG was very well polished. Yeah, I that was really good. There weren't um, a lot of floating heads. Modok, <laughs> literal floating head. Well, literally floating head. Yeah, but um, but yeah, for some reason Modok didn't. I didn't mind Modok too much. I didn't mind Modok either. Yeah. I, was, I was surprised. I thought I was gonna hate Modok. Yeah. I was like, ah, I'm kind of with yeah. This. I didn't really mind. So it was right. But overall, you know. 
I disagree with what a lot of people are saying. I don't know. Take that as you may. Um, I thought it was. A, I thought it was an okay. It's like solid. It's like, it's like a six out of ten for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Solid. Fun film, but. It's not the film that we should be getting right now. No, that's and, the it, and, that, and that's why it's disappointing. Right. You know, and then we get these two post credit scenes. I'm going to be honest with you, dude. The, the first one did not work for me with all the Kangs. I thought it was really, just, I, I thought it was cheap looking. I thought like, like Majors has done a really good job with Kang the Destroyer and with He Who Remains. Like those felt like right. legit, like living, breathing characters that have, that have feel like lived in. The three that he's playing, it feels like an SNL skit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's the three he's playing. It looks like he's in costume. looks like he's in makeup. They probably brought him in. They shot on like some back lot with all green screen around him. And it just didn't work for me. Like it's supposed to like be like this next like thrust into where we're going. All the Kangs coming in. But, but it, we don't like, even, but is that even like, we still don't need to even really know what I'm saying. Like it's not, I don't think it was like well thought out. Yeah. Because it's like, there should have been. Again, great idea. Execution. Exactly. And, yeah. There's a lot of this movie that just doesn't. This movie just had to be more like just straightforward. Mm-hmm. I like the whole relationship between Janet and and Kang. Like every all of that is great. Everything else you just don't need. Uh, you just yeah. do not. You don't need the fucking revolution. Right. You don't, oh, that's right. Yeah. All the you don't need. Any, you don't need anything yeah. with the people who are like the quantum mania people. Because I didn't care. Yeah. I had, every, with the the no, stuff with the ants was amazing. Yeah. That was like a fucking amazing. Yeah. I loved all that. We should have we should have focused on that more because like that that was a thing because like I don't know how you felt about how they portrayed Kang, mm-hmm. but like the whole idea of like the ants coming in like the eleventh hour and you know being set up late for one thing and then also coming in at like the last second to take out Kang kind of. That's what I'm saying. Was like a if, little like eh. if you want to really be like an Ant Man movie and you have like your Ant Army backing you up, you could have right. done that. Where right. You had just like your Ant Army going up against Kang if you wanted to something like that. Yeah. I don't know, but. I just thought there was a lot of stuff in there that you just didn't need, and we should have just been more focused on like Kang trying to break out, right? And Scott trying to stop him because mm-hmm. the moments with Scott as Giant Man I thought were really great. Yeah, I really enjoyed, especially towards the end mm-hmm. in the third act. Um, and then Cassie's like, we just have to introduce this new character, so let's just kind of get her in Dude, here, man. And like, I like Catherine Newton, but I didn't care for her much here. I didn't think she was that good. Yeah, I mean, I was like, it's it's it whatever. Like kinda, it was kind of eh, you know. And also, it's kind of sucked because like apparently the uh, the actress from Endgame that that played Cassie found out that she was not going to be playing Cassie and Ant-Man during like that fucking investors meeting. <laughs> like they didn't even like tell her. It was just like, Hey, guess what? You're not coming back. And coming back as Cassie is Catherine Newton's like, wait, uh, wait, what? what the <laughs> fuck? Get my agents on the phone. Hey, yo, what the fuck? Uh, but the second post-credit scene, pretty dope. Cause it's Loki. Cause it's Loki. And I love Loki. Yeah. So it Loki was like the best project from phase four or um, one of at least. I don't know. All I know is that next up, what do we have? Uh, guardians three. Which again, I don't think it's going to tie into the movie. It's, it's not it's into the but, universe. But still, I think Guardians Three is going to be fantastic. I hope so. I think it's going to be good. I man. don't. Again, James Gunn's last hurrah. But still, like even when we saw with the Holly we're special, gonna, and we're going to get a fucking death in that movie. We know for a fact someone's not making it. Yeah, out. someone's not making but it. But the holiday special was like it was fun, but still it was just so over the top with it was jokes. Go- it was goofy as fuck. Yeah. So again, it's just like ugh, <laughs> I don't. If I if we get more. If we get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but like amplified, I'm just going to be like, dude, I'm so done with this. Yeah. I'm like exhausted. And then we get the Marvels, right? Now then the Marvels, which I don't give a fuck about. I don't care, guys. I know there's so many people out there that are excited. I do not give a fuck. No one's excited. And if they say they're excited, they're lying. They're lying. (laughs) (laughs) Bunch of filthy fucking liars. Okay. So please. But yeah. But but um, that sucks for Brie Larson. I know. No one wants her. And then she gets like her movie's not even her movie. Right. It's like, I'll be honest, I don't care for Tiana Paris' character. I yeah. don't care for Brie Larson. 
I'm only gonna go there to see Kamala Khan. Right. That's the only reason the only I'm gonna reason go. Going, yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone, everything else is like, it's whatever. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. So. Well, and then for the rest of the year, we also have Secret Invasion and Loki because Feige said he's now pulling back on the shows. Well, I think Secret Invasion is actually gonna be great. I think Secret Invasion is. Gonna I be think great. that's gonna be. I'm a, with you on that one. I got high hopes for that one. I'm optimistic yeah. with that. Yeah, but we're in phase five, and whether we like it or not, we're pushing forward. Come on, Marvel! Come on! Yeah, come on! But like I said, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter because we're there. Because when we get Secret Wars and we see everyone come back, we're gonna lose our minds. Like I said, the second we see, once we get Daredevil born again, I know it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We can talk all the shit we want, but we're gonna be in there like a bunch of sick fucking puppies. And they got our money. They we got need it. it. They got it, and they know they have it. All right, anything else? Anything else you want to say on Ant Man? No. Good. Good. All right, we're gonna move on. Moving on, Last of Us, episode six, Kin. Picking up three months after the deaths of Henry and Sam, we find Joel and Ellie have made it to Wyoming. Ignoring the warning from some locals, Joel and Ellie do travel deeper into the land and run into a group of raiders who turn to be residents of a local community that fans know as Jackson. After a tense standoff, they take Joel and Ellie to Jackson where Joel finds Tommy now reunited after all this time. Uh, we learn that Tommy married one of the community leaders named Maria and she gives Joel and Ellie a place to stay. This welcoming is short-lived as Joel confronts Tommy confessing that Ellie is immune and he needs to take her to Colorado where there's a firefly camp. Joel considers himself a liability in getting Ellie to her destination. After some strong words from Ellie, Joel reluctantly decides to take her anyway. They reach the university in Colorado to- Hashtag not my Joel. They reach the university in Colorado to find it abandoned. They learn the fireflies left for a hospital in Salt Lake City. As Joel and Ellie learn this, they are interrupted by a group of raiders. Joel kills one, but in the altercation gets stabbed in the stomach. They hightail it out of there to safety. The episode ends with Joel passing out from the loss of blood with Ellie by his side pleading for him to get up. Well, you forgot one part. What I forget? The clicker scene. Oh wait, there was a oh, fucking wait, there was clicker a... scene. Bro, what is this obsession with all the infected? Oh wait, you forgot, no, 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 my bad. The bloater scene. You forgot about that. We got that, that last week. That's right. We didn't get anything this week. It's a fucking zombie show and there's no zombies. Bro. It's about the people. I'm and here. The, and the drama. Bro, I was having a good chat on tour with my boy Ben Shapiro. We were just talking shit about like, yeah, oh your God, boy, like, Yeah, your boy Ben Shapiro, bro. Tell me all about it. <laughs> the show about zombies. The show that's supposed to be infected people. There's some infected people here. What's going on here? Why, why, why am I watching this? All I see is a bunch of gay dudes and some... some <laughs> Like, where's this fucking zombie? That's why I'm tuning in. I don't care about daddy issues. I don't care about abandonment. Oh, I'm sorry, Ellie. Everyone you care about left you. Guess what? I never met my dad either. I'm here to see fucking zombies kill people. I'm here, I'm here to see sci-fi. I don't care about this. Bro, we have depth, bro. We have characters. We got drama. Come on, bro. This is- I'll go watch Breaking Bad then. Bro, this is like on the this is This is quality. This is high quality. This is like you complaining about Andrew not having enough Star Wars shit in it. Not having What? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. That not having enough action scenes in Andor. I never said that. But I'm saying that that this is the equivalent. This is what it is. You're like, I just want to see zombie shit, but then in Andor, it's like there's not enough action scenes. <laughs> you know it's the same thing. You know it's the same there's thing. There's great don't... action in Andor. <laughs> it, there just is. The just like there's great things here. By the way, you want to see how a good revolution is done? How? Watch Andor. Watch Andor. Yeah, oh. Take notes. Bro. Take I, notes, actually, man. I know, I know we're in last place, but jumping back, like when Catherine Newton got like, you know, the hologram oh, shit. Terrible. But tell me, that did not remi- tell me it did not remind you of Andor, though. I was thinking Andor. I was like, this is so much better than Andor. <laughs> well, they did it twice. First in the breakout scene when any circus is having the... Oh, true, true, true. And yeah, then, yeah. obviously, with Matt... Uh, was his name Magda? No, was no Mag- you're, thinking, you're thinking... Magda! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck her name was. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I just, just, just... Again, also, that was an over handful of episodes. You had time to build the characters and really care for them. I did not care for this stupid... Okay. All right. Well, can, can you tell me, what did you like about this episode then? I thought this episode was great. You thought it was great? That was great. That was great. I yeah. thought you didn't like it, bro. No, it's not that I didn't like it. It's All just right. like, um, you know, like I'm saying, I was on a deep Twitter conversation with my boy Ben, and we're just like, yeah, bro, what the fuck are the zombies? 
And he's like, yeah, I'm, I agree with you, Mariana. There's no fucking zombies here. Like, what the fuck's going on? All right, well, I'll tell you what I what I what really stood out to me on this episode. Mm -hmm. The stuff with Joe and Tommy. And I don't know what it is, bro. Anytime, you know, because you're a brother, I'm a brother. You know, we, we you know, we're, or they're the older brothers in our family. <sighs> yeah, and it's 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 a job. It's a fucking, <laughs> fucking it's job. a it's a fucking job. So anytime that's really portrayed in you know movies or TV and it's done well, that usually like really like gets to me. You know, it gets me gets me a little emotional. You know me, bro. I'm a little sensitive because you're a big giant pussy. That's right. So anytime that stuff happens, I get real emotional. Not that like I don't have a relationship with my brother. I love my brother, but just seeing that you know play out those dynamics, you know, it it speaks to me. I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So seeing seeing those scenes here, they're really well done. Gabriel Luna and Pedro Pascal go at it, and they're fucking phenomenal. Pedro Pascal, I think, puts on a clinic this episode. I know. It was like hashtag not my Joel and not wanting to take Ellie, but I think he's great. Wait, man. was that really a thing? What? No, I was saying for you. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I thought it was really good, really great character moments. Um, love seeing the relationship between Ellie and Joel continue to grow. Yeah, we get it a lot this episode. There's mm -hmm. a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, also, glad to see Tommy again. Mm -hmm. Give some more depth to his character and what's going on. And not just that, but like give a little insight as to what happened in all the years in between. Right. Um, in regards to what Joel and Tommy were doing and what they had to do to survive. And yeah, you know, overall, really great episode. A lot of good emotional beats. Um, really more character building. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, another phenomenal fucking um, clicker scene. Oh, wait. <laughs> there wasn't a clicker scene. You salty bitch. Supposed to be a shop zombies. There's no zombies in here. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Uh, well, the other things that really stood out to me was uh, there's a lot of things introduced here that we don't get introduced to until The Last of Us Part Two in the games, uh, specifically being Jackson, the community of Jackson. The community of Jackson plays a massive part in Part Two. Uh, we don't see that at all in in, the, in Part One. I mean, you know that because you played the games. So uh, well, I didn't want to say. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I just, well, let, you just asked let, me. Just let me just let me go through it. Bro. You I, asked I, me when when you were taking the notes. Is yeah. it in the game? But I mean, we can't even play that anymore because I came clean the other episode right. and I said that I haven't played the games. I'm sorry, right. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think our lower. I think our. Um, Ratings dipped after that. And their ratings that. dipped after that, yeah, because yeah. they, they were just so disappointed with you. We got a lot of uh, fucking DMs being like, you fucking liar. <laughs> you fucking fraud. You piece of shit. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> but I, I hope I someone think... bends you over like they did Bill and Frank. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, easy, bro. Take it easy, pal. But uh, but I think that the, the luxury this show has is that it came out after part two. So things that really didn't get introduced in part one that we got introduced to in part two for this show and going forward, we're introduced to, to those things here so that by the time we get to season two, we'll have already had like kind of almost like a uh, like a foundation for things. So Jackson was one of them. And there's a lot of things in Jackson that are Easter eggs for a lot of fans, whether it's uh, seeing Dina, who's a massive character in part two, uh, the horse Shimmer, which becomes Ellie's horse in part two. Um, what else is, oh, uh, we learned Ellie's uh, love for astronauts and the stars. There's a absolutely heartbreaking sequence in part two that just goes into all of that and uh and yeah man um it was it, like I, I really love this episode I, I really do it's 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 very heavy it's very emotional just a lot Lisa like very like character driven and yeah man just the stuff with uh with Joel and Tommy just really stood out to me man I loved every second of it and and also too like between last episode with Henry and Sam and then this episode I'm blown away by how faithful this show is to the game, like the recreation of Jackson, them going to the, the university in Colorado, like all that stuff is just, it's almost, it's as close to like a one-to-one -one as you're going to get when it comes to an adaptation. So I just, I love seeing that. And I'm really happy that the show has, uh, has lived up to that expectation, but yeah, man. And then other than that, uh, a lot of this episode was shot on location. It seems like, nice to see. and it's, and it's beautiful, man. Like the, the whole like landscape, if you watch the, uh, the inside of the episode after this, this was done, they showed, uh, 
uh, I forget the actress's name that plays Maria, but she was on True Blood. She was on Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. So no stranger to zombies here. But uh, she was talking about how just walking on set, how you really didn't have to act because you're just you're surrounded by it. When you're in that environment, it's easy for you to just slip in. And as she's talking, you just see the buildings, the people working on those buildings, and you just see the backdrop of the mountains. And it's awesome. I'm like, holy shit, like, this is a fucking set. Like, that's got to be amazing for an actor to be on and to work on it. So that's just and the lighting. top notch. And the lighting. All about the lighting. Cinema, bro. Cinema. Cinema. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was another great episode. We only got three left. Uh, next episode, looks like we're going to dive into the Left Behind aspect of Ellie. We're going to kind of flash back a little bit. So if uh, if you guys aren't up to it with the games, then you got to wait another week to find out what happens to Joel. But uh, yeah, man, the last two episodes are going to be awesome, I think, because episode. Well, I mean, hopefully we'll get some zombies. I think we're going to get some more zombies. I think you're going to be OK. We have like a good like one to 12 minute ratio of probably even more. It's like one to 20. Yeah. There's no fucking zombies here. One of the zombies. Well, I have a funny feeling that the high point of the zombies is going to be episode five. All right, bro. I'm just letting you know. Oh, we've we've already seen it. We've already seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. Uh, uh, well, then it's not my last of us. <laughs> Hashtag. Um, all right, so before we wrap this episode up, uh, I got one question for you that I want to ask you. And uh, it sort of dips into your field a little bit of uh -oh. architecture. Ooh. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to, you know, because... <laughs> <laughs> world's worst architect <laughs> but you know the fact that this is your job My, it, it is whoa, your, it bro, is it is personal information i know it is there. it is the field that you're in and you know this week you sort of talked to me about this uh this billions being built in saudi arabia the line the line yes which is insane and it's like some of the most futuristic shit by neon group that we can that we can probably get and like as i'm watching i'm thinking like because like, like for me, I remember I told you about this like solar roadways, like mm -hmm. phenomenal video. I want that shit to happen because like the one line in that thing was like, he goes, if we do this, like everything's gonna be lit. It's gonna look like Tron out there. I'm like, yes, I want to look like Tron. Like I want this to be like, like we're in the future, bro. Let's start fucking doing some futuristic shit. You know, there's a Tron ride in Disney that I never, didn't know about. Is it really? Yeah. Um, Ari sent me the fucking video. What? Yeah, I gotta show you. Oh my it's god, dope. Yeah, but you sent a motorcycle and everything. <sighs> what? I was like, fuck. Right, time to go back to Disney. Um, but it, it got me to thinking about. You know, one of my favorite aspects of movies is like that sort of production design and like when, you know, whether it's a fictional film or uh, a film where like the location is like actually like legit. Um, I love when a movie makes a character out of the location. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I wanted to ask you, too, is, you know, I don't know where your love of architecture started, but what was like the first movie that you watched where you actually like noticed the architecture and were like, like, I love this. Um, I don't know if it was about a, I don't know if it was a movie, but not, not, that's not saying that that started your love for architecture. But what's like some of the first earliest movies you remember, where it's like you actually noticed like the architecture of something? The, okay, well, again, and wasn't necessarily a movie. If if we want to talk about movies, it probably was the Fifth Element. Really, in regards to like how everything was, like we were talking about, like very dense, mm -hmm. and you know, there's it's almost like you're just on top of everything right everything's on top of each other mm -hmm. and it's everything's vertical mm -hmm. everything's going up right. nothing's really kind of like stretched out everything's kind of just building and stacking up on top of each other um which is something that we've spoken about but something that really stood out to me earlier on um which wasn't necessarily a movie was the batman animated series okay was a very gothic yeah, baroque, yeah, yeah. very dark moody um architecture in that and also in the Burton verse. Well, did you watch the anime series before you saw the Burton movies? I don't believe so. Okay. For no, I think for sure I watched the Burton films first. I also saw the Schumacher films first, which also had a very interesting architecture. Yeah. We yeah. talk about like the big sculptures and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But 
I mean, look, yes, I'm an architect, but it doesn't mean that I have a love for architecture. You know what I then mean? Then why do you do it, bro? Because it pays the fucking bills. <laughs> That's why. But uh, but I think now, like, I think in, you know, if you want to talk about hindsight, now there's definitely more of that where, like, you watch a film, like, for example, Blade Runner 2049 mm-hmm. is a great example. Absolutely. Where you watch, um, where you watch or even Dune yeah. like, recently. Right. And it's just like, it makes you wonder. It's like, huh. Like how far are we like from that from that, that kind of stuff? You yeah. know, and yeah, like I love listening to TED talks about architecture. I love listening to um, architects who are much better than me talk about you know breaking down architecture in film and how far away we, we are from it. And that's something I think is something very interesting. So, like I don't, I can't really tell you something that really sprung my love for it because I, it, it's not like I it's not like I finished school and I was like I'm going to go into architecture school you know it's something like what could I do like I like to draw all right all I right, guess I'll just, do, I'll just do this I'll just do this because I guess there's some money in this and you know but um what did you want to do I you honestly want to know the truth I honestly want to know the you truth, truth. yeah what did you want to do journalism really yep that's what I wanted to do wow. my my options were uh I remember like finishing high school. I'm like, I either I kind of want to do journalism, like be like a, a be like a newspaper reporter, writer, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked movies, so I, I thought maybe like graphic design or like visual effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like be like a production effects, be like a production designer. Yeah, yeah. Um, still do it, bro. I, yeah, yeah, but I kind of went sort of into that realm for the sort of like fine arts, graphic design things, and then I eventually just, like, transitioned. Just gravitated towards architecture? Just transitioned Interesting, towards architecture. Bro, that's yeah. interesting. I mean, like, this is totally off topic. Uh, <laughs> dude, I, I mean, like, when you were, like, a kid, what'd you want to be? I wanted to be a fucking paleontologist. You be, that's right, that's right. I wanted to be Dr. Alan Grant. Yeah. I used to get dinosaur books all the time. I used to draw dinosaurs. I used to have so much different sketches mm-hmm. of dinosaurs. Um, and yeah, that's what I, and I, dude, I was so deep into it. I had fossils out the ass. Like, yes. um, I used to go to like the, um, it was like this like marine biology center mm-hmm. and I used to do like, do like, I used to do my fossils. So like, for example, they, like they, they would bring you out a rock of like some sort of like shellfish or something that, that like pretty much died there. So like the outline is still there. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, just yeah. mix your plaster, yes. you mix your plaster yeah. and then you pour it into it. So I remember going you, on those field trips. Yeah. <laughs> so then you would take it out and it's like it's like an actual fossil. Well, it's like a it's like a plastic fossil, a but it was fossil, but it was yeah. made from like the actual like mold, mm-hmm. you know. Um and then <laughs> this is such I'm gonna sound like such a fucking loser, but I I don't know how to say this without sounding like a loser, whatever. <laughs> I had like a good relationship with the school nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and like her husband was like a marine biologist. Okay. So he used to like give me like like marine fossils. Oh, like really? Where it was like, where there was like, um, like fossilized heads of like squid. Yeah, yeah. Or crab, and I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Oh, and I had sick. like, I had like a huge collection. That's sick, dude. Yeah, and I had so much dinosaur books and stuff like that. And like, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna be the next Dr. Alan Grant. And then I got older, and and then realized that girls were like, "You fucking nerd, go play football." <laughs> I was like, all right. And I was like, all right. Is okay. this if all is this what I have to do to get a hand job? Yeah. I guess I'm gonna fucking do it. I guess sorry, I guess, sorry, you know. sorry Dr. Grant. Yeah, sorry, Dr. Grant. The way I see you, you haven't bagged Ellie yet. So um, you know, clearly that's a sign. <laughs> that's a fucking sign. So I'm gonna go yes. do something else. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, well, mine's not as cool. I wanted to be a pro wrestler. I got really into it, like from like fifth and sixth grade, because I was mm-hmm. such like an avid like WWF fan. Yeah. That I really wanted to be it. And I remember like 
like that's when I started like trying to like lift at mm-hmm. that age, being like really young, doing like wrestling moves on my on my brother, like when he was like a little baby, like just doing okay, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, we used to do that too. Like we used to. Um, it's funny too because whenever I see the memes of like, um, you used to have you used to have fights though, right? Like legit. Like well, would, you, would you do that? Because I would do legit matches. No, not like well, because well, it's like when you see the memes of like. Um, What's it like growing up with brothers? Mm-hmm. And it's like the brothers doing like wrestling moves on their sister. Yeah. Like we kind of used to do that on Jasmine, but Jasmine would kick her ass. <laughs> and like Jasmine used to do this thing where she would like, it was like called like the Matrix where she would like start like hitting us like really fast. Really? And she would just like beat the shit out of us. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, who didn't want to be a fucking. I know. Well, you know, and like. It was I, such a thing. Dude. And you want to talk about being a loser? Like all of fifth grade, I wore, I had to wear, always wear something of like the rock. I you still I, do. I not not always. Well, I do have the backpack, so I guess yeah, I'm still always wearing something. So you still wearing the rock shoes. That is, that is kind and of the funny. And the and headphones and stuff. But yeah, and it's like, and it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, I got I got made fun of a lot for that. So yeah, that that uh, oh, wearing rock stuff. Yeah. Why? Because it was like rock was like the king. When it, we were it didn't. Up. It didn't matter, dude. Girls weren't into that shit. <laughs> I don't know. So it didn't matter. But uh, but yeah. So. Going all the way the fuck back to it, all the way back to this architecture question. Uh, the, the fr- and it's funny you said the animated series. The first film that I noticed in was, was Batman Returns. Was yeah. Burton was Burton's like you know production design how he did it, and also Edward Scissorhands. That contrast of like this like really pastel suburban neighborhood with this like gloomy gothic castle at the top. Mm-hmm. That was like the first time I really noticed this kind of stuff. And like since then, like that's always been one of my favorite aspects of filmmaking. Is you know if you are set in some sort of very even if it's like real locations like New York or whether you're doing like fake locations like Gotham in the most recent like Batman film. Mm-hmm. I just, I love being immersed in like a specific world and however a director interprets that, however they, you know, show it on screen. Yeah, like I, I think love it's that an, aspect. I think there's certain properties, certain like whatever IPs or whatever that really call for the environment to be like, they have, it has to be like a character in its mm-hmm. own, you know? Um, and yeah, I'm with you. I think the Batman does a really good job. I, I remember seeing that too in the review, how like I felt like the Batman the Gotham City from the Batman was a modern day take on Burton's world. Right. I felt like if that if we were in that same Gotham City that Burton created, like if it just naturally progressed and advanced over the years, like it would look like that. Like now it would look like how it did in the Batman. Right. Um, but yeah, like it's very similar because like you're saying that the different contrast, it's almost like it was, it's almost like you had the city on like a black piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And that was also very reminiscent in the anime series. You know, we had like this very art deco architecture on this black paper. And when you think of like the the Mask of the Phantasm opening credits, when you're going through the city, right? And not just that, but like the environment of the city of how you have these sort of blimps, these police blimps and stuff like that. Like that always really like stuck out to me. And I thought it was really cool. And I remember when I used to do like, because I used to draw like crazy. I don't do it anymore now. And I wish I, I probably should get back to it at some point. But I used to do like all these like sort of sketches of like. Batman with the city and um and like the blimps. I remember like for Andre's room when he was younger, I painted like I did like a big mural on his wall. Oh of, no like, shit! Superhero stuff, and I only got like halfway through it. Through it, poor kid had like a half painted <laughs> fucking <laughs> bat like superhero mural like on his wall. But um, but but yeah, like if I want to like really think back to like when. It, it kind of like the sort of like cityscape stood out to me. It was like caught your eye. Was that? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. probably like the anime series, Batman Phillips. And aside from that, probably the Fifth Element. Fifth Element, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fifth, yeah. Fifth Element still fucks, man. That's such yeah. a great movie. Uh, all right. Well, that's pretty much it, man. Anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? No. All right, Nerds Nation. Thank you guys for joining us on another episode of the Epic Nerds Podcast. Go to 
uh, Spotify, Apple. Check out our episodes. We've been uh, we've been knocking them out. It's been it's been good, some good stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, catch us next week for another episode. And uh, oh God, I always fuck this. I should need to like write this down. I always like screw this up at the end. Who cares? We <laughs> said we we're gonna be more ch- more chill, more casual. I know, more chill, more casual. So just say, get the fuck out of here. Fuck off. Fuck off. God damn it. With a little. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye.